Hello, Apaches. Thank you so much for listening in to the 21st episode of Season 2 of, of the Keeping It Arcadia podcast, brought to you by the Students in Arcadia High School's Digital Communications Internship, or DCI for short. My name is Jeffrey Lee. My name is Lauren Sung. And, and today, today, we're the, the hosts. hosts. Today, we have a preview of Mental Health Awareness Week, a unique talent of AHS, and an overview of CRISPR, a gene editing tool. Don't forget to check this podcast episode's descriptions for the timestamps. Becky Chen, intern from AUSD's Digital Communications Internship. And for our first segment today, I have with me a very special guest where we'll be talking about Arcadia High School's Wellness Week, which is starting on March 4th. So will my special guest please introduce herself? Hi, everyone. My name is Kanshin Kaur, and I am the president of Voices of Ability. Hi, Kanshin. So could you tell us what Wellness Week is all about? Wellness Week is a week that is hosted by Voices of Ability, and we incorporate lots of different clubs and groups on campus on campus to have different events each day. Um, each of them are aimed to kind of get students to relax and kind of de-stress, especially since a lot of the time students are really stressed out about school, and this is also a really great way for students to just kind of bond with their friends. And um, each day there's different activities, so we have Mindful Monday, where we will be doing a yoga session led by Orcasis. On Tuesday, we will be doing Thoughtful Tuesday, so we will be doing a positivity tree with Girl Up, and we will also be having lots of cultural clubs, so each of them will be doing different booths, and we also have different performances. On Wednesday, we have Wholesome Wednesday, so we will be um, having healthy food options from Green Team, as well as a rock band performance and some other booths. On Thursday, we have Timely Thursday, which would be a time management panel and a fun game hosted by Akadeka. And on Friday, we actually have two different events. So for Fearless Friday, during lunch, we will be doing CPR training and first aid training. And after school, there will be a mental health seminar in the MPR. Wow, that sounds really cool. So could you elaborate more on why you think our Arcadia students would really need this? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, Mental health is something that a lot of times we overlook, but it's really important to actually be successful. A lot of the times we try to push ourselves and we work really, really hard, and that often means that we put our mental health um, at the back. It's not necessarily our priority, but it is something that really affects the way that we're able to pursue what we're trying to do. And it's really important to kind of learn ways to distress, especially when you are in periods of a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety or something like that, which is common for students in a competitive environment to be able to cope with that. Yeah, I think it's really cool how you have just a whole week planned for students, and especially because we're like one of the most stressed out age groups (laughs) in the world. So what advice do you have for students who are struggling with school and just their mental health in general? Um, Absolutely. So I think some of the biggest reasons why students tend to struggle with a lot of stress and anxiety and have issues with their mental health, it's because of the pressures that they put on themselves. Most of the time, of course, there's pressures from like being with your friends or your family is wanting you to like get a certain grade or something like that. But oftentimes, we are, oftentimes we're just too hard on ourselves and we push ourselves and it's okay to realize that you have limits and it's okay to put up like those boundaries for yourself. It doesn't make you any less of a person, but instead it really allows you to focus on the things that are are really important to you and allow you you to become successful in what you're really trying to work on. That's great. So what do you hope to accomplish with implementing Wellness Week? Well, kind of going back to my previous answer, um, we really hope to teach students the importance of time management and really balancing out their schedules and just to really incorporate um, 
how their mental health works. And um, for example, if students are struggling with their mental health and maybe they signed up for too many activities, it's okay to maybe drop an activity or schedule it around so that you have priorities and you can focus on things that really need more attention. And also, um, we want to kind of create this supportive community for students. So students who are struggling are able to communicate with their friends and their peers. and find a way to cope with their issues a little better because oftentimes if you're struggling with something, there's definitely somebody else who's struggling with the same issues. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. So thank you so much, Kachin, for sitting with me here today and talking about Wellness Week, which is, I think, a great activity at Arcadia High School. So now we're going to move on to our second segment. Now I have with me Kaylin and Mickey. For our special talent segment, could our guest introduce herself to the audience? Hello, I'm Mickey. I'm a freshman at Arcadia High, and I came to you as when I was in sixth grade. Okay, Mickey, so let's talk about your talent. What is it, exactly? Um, fencing. <laughs> so how did you start fencing? So I started fencing back in China when I was 11, and um, my mom has a friend, her son does fencing, and um, they told me it's interesting, and they encouraged me to try it out since I was naturally tall. <laughs> okay. Um, what does a normal practice look like? Well, be honest, it's pretty boring, but there's lots, it's pretty tired. You have to do um, flex flexibility, and you have to work on the target um, with your swords, and you have to fence others, and sometimes you got injuries as well. So I imagine you made a lot of friends while you were fencing, right? So could you tell us more about the relationships you've made? Well, we're technically from the same club, and we're teammates. There's also team events that we do together, and um, we help others to improve on our skills and strategies of how to fence the same opponent and how to beat others, basically. Okay, that's great. So you guys seem like a very tight team unit. When you guys compete, do you guys compete as a team, or what other achievements have you had? There's different um, type of competitions where there's team events and individual events. And for my individual events, I have a national ranking of D, um, which is the, the third like um, level of ranking that you could get. And um, well, there's the team events, you basically, you, I believe you don't have a ranking for that. But for team events, um, you guys compete as a group against other group and you guys only get medals and ranks when you're done. So you've done fencing for around like four years now, right? Yeah. So are, do you plan on continuing in the future? And if you do, what keeps you going? I plan to take fencing as a lifetime sport since I really like it and enjoy it. Um, and I, I, would, I, keep this, I would keep this for a lifetime sport since it's interesting and basically it's helpful for you in your future life. And it's a sport that's, that doesn't take, um, it won't injure you that much, but it, it keeps you health, healthy. <laughs> okay. So since you're such an expert and you have such a passion for fencing, would you recommend fencing to other people who want to try it out? I definitely recommend it to others. And I, there's little kid in our, my club, I believe there were like five or six, and they really lo enjoy it. And um, I would recommend to all age group, since... Um, it's an interesting event, and there, be honest, there's like kid from five to ladies are like seventy or eighty in my club, 
And they fence each wow. other. 70 through 80? Fencing? Yeah. Wow. Wait, do you, like, compete against them? Or, like... I fence <laughs> against them. Some of them, I will be honest, they're really good. Wait, really? Oh, nice. They even go to the tournaments and stuff? They do. There's tournaments for all age groups. And when they compete, some of them are, um... Some of them are athletes when they're young. And they keep this as a lifetime sport. Now they're, like, 80 or something. They still does it. Do you, do you see yourself in them? Yeah, I would believe that's my future. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, this is our segment for Unusual Talents at Arcadia High School. Thank you, Mickey, for joining us today. Now we're going to move on to Lawrence's segment on... The revolutionary gene editing tool called CRISPR and the potential consequences of its use. So, first of all, why don't you tell our viewers what in the world is CRISPR? So, CRISPR is a revolutionary gene editing tool that can be used for various therapies such as treating sickle cell disease or various cancers, and it also has implications in agriculture and medicine. But in its true essence, what is it really? Oh, I see what you mean. This advanced tool is simply a manipulated form of an enzyme called Cas9 that is found in bacteria. Now, one thing to note is that these bacteria are constantly being attacked by viruses, and obviously, bacteria have had millions of years to come up with a defense mechanism. That mechanism is essentially in a special enzyme called Cas9. Cas9? Yep, it's a capital C, lowercase a, s, and the digit 9. Oh, alright, alright, I get it. Continue. So what Cas9 does is that it uses its guide RNA, which is essentially an ID for viruses, to find the right viruses, lock onto them, identify them, and dismantle the invaders. How have scientists harnessed this tool exactly? So remember that guide RNA? Well, what they did was they created an artificial RNA, artificial RNA strand that matched uh, one of the genes that they wanted to edit. Then they fed that RNA to a Cas9 enzyme. As a result, that enzyme will now search for the gene within its genomic sequence and do whatever it needs to do with it. Moving on, are there any potential benefits to CRISPR, like new vaccines or research? Yes, it can be used to develop new antibiotics and antivirals. CRISPR also has the power to alter BRCA1 and two mutations that are linked to breast cancer. But mostly for the time, we have the ability to combat disorders that are genetic, like sickle cell anemia, and modify crops to be healthier to the human body. So with all this power, is it safe to assume that all this technology has some very serious implications? Yes, indeed. Altering the individual genes can misfire and potentially uh, alter different genes and even create new diseases and cancers. Then I assume we shouldn't really be, quote-unquote, playing God here. Well, it depends on how you want to look at it. So back in November of 2018, when He Jiankui, a Chinese researcher, edited the genes of twin babies to be more resistant to HIV. I would assume that one of the parents had contracted HIV. Yes, the father had contracted HIV-1, and He thought he could help the poor family out. So apparently he took the twins, used CRISPR on them, and they are supposedly immune to HIV. Keyword supposedly. Why? Why do you use supposedly? The international medical community hasn't been able to verify if the babies are truly immediate, and furthermore, they are outraged that gene editing is in use in humans, which is currently a taboo subject. Also, it has been reported that their minds could have been altered in some way because of CRISPR, so they could be extremely intelligent or end up mentally challenged. I've also heard that, that word, no, not that word, what is it? Oh, designer babies floating around when it comes to CRISPR. Can it create so-called designer babies? Very much so. CRISPR can help parents alter specific genes to help Create their preferred baby. So theoretically speaking, in the future, if a couple wanted their children 
to become star athletes, they could potentially use CRISPR to make them taller, right? Yes, indeed. And now adding on to this, uh, considering how expensive CRISPR gene editing is, is it potential for the rich to be genetically advantaged in the very distant future because of this breakthrough? That's correct. I'd also like to point out that using CRISPR can edit the human gene pool and alter the genes of future generations. We are already doing that with mosquitoes and in Africa by using a gene drive. Gene drive? Basically what that drive does is that it can change the probability that a certain trait will show up in the population of a species. As such, scientists are now using that method to increase infertility among male mosquitoes and malaria resistance among all mosquitoes so that they don't transmit malaria, which is still a deadly and prominent disease to humans. Long story short, we are at the beginning of what could be a new stage of evolution or the beginning of humanity's demise. Wow, that, that's some pretty scary stuff. So what are your opinions on this? I see a lot of potential for CRISPR. As many diseases evolve to withstand our vaccines, it is very crucial that we can keep up to develop more advanced vaccines, and CRISPR can help with that. On the other hand, using CRISPR to alter human embryos can mess up uh, evolution and open a Pandora's box we simply aren't ready for. Well, now that I think of it, I think that the medical world shouldn't be afraid of CRISPR. Rather, they should explore its potentials, even with the dangers that come with it. Because I believe that this has been the medical holy grail that everyone has been looking for. I mean, it has the, it has the ability to edit the biological instructions for life. Shouldn't we try to use this discovery to the best of our ability and use it to advance human civilization? After all, our greatest successes in history came with a bunch of unknown threats and dangers as well. Well, that, are, that about wraps the session up. Thanks for talking with us, Justin. That will conclude this episode. This has been Jeffrey and Lawrence with Arcadia High School's DCI, and the podcast team hopes you've enjoyed our 21st episode of the school year. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more weekly content. Please visit the list of all our episodes on the AUSD DCI page. The link is ausddca.blogspot.com. We would also like to thank Arcadia Unified School District Chief Communications Officer Ryan Ferran and Public Information Officer Amber Nuvali for leading and managing the Digital Communications Internship at AUSD. Without them, none of this would be possible. Thank you, and we will see you next week. This is AUSD DCI signing off.